0: Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord. Walt and I are thankful for this opportunity to participate with the Awakening in America, an outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library. Well, welcome, friends. You know, I want to start out with a question for each of us to consider. Have you ever felt like You're in a situation or relationship in your life that was just impossible, that there was no way through it, no way around it, no way to solve the problem. You know, and I think we've all experienced times when we felt like we're just backed into a corner or we're on the edge of the cliff, and there's no way, there's no way anything will ever change. And you know, Walt, I know that you and I've certainly faced some difficult situations during our years of marriage, and I have to say these words, but God, but God. And we bring even into our minds, when we think of some of the specifics, we we are just brought to words of praise to the Lord, yeah. and well, you know, there have been times that we've just been absolutely amazed at what God has done for us on our behalf, but but literally draws me to psalm nine one. We will praise you, O Lord, praise you with our whole heart. My whole heart I will show forth, I'll recount, I'll tell aloud all of your marvelous works and wonderful deeds. And as we begin today, our lesson, we want to go to Luke 5 is where we'll be turning in our Bibles but we have been seeing some amazing miracles of Jesus over our last two lessons and times with you. You know, one occasion, the crowd is pressing in on him to hear the word of God. He's standing there by the Lake of Gennesaret as we begin in Luke 5, verse 1. He's once again finds himself in the Sea of Galilee, Lake of Gennesaret, it's the harp lake. It's called the Sea of Tiberias. Many, many names. But here's Jesus once again, and we see the crowd is pressing in on him. They want to hear his words. He's different. They know that. They're also following him for his miracles. But he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them and they were washing their nets. So we know now it's morning, maybe later morning, but they are done fishing for the night. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land and he sat down and he taught the people from the boat. So we see here, Jesus because the crowd is literally pushing him and we've been there on the edge of the sea of Galilee I mean it's like the shorelines right there and he looks over to Simon Simon Peter and he says I need to borrow your boat I need a pulpit here I've got to I need to t- speak with these people but I've got to be able to to speak to them and he asks him to put that boat out away from the shoreline and he begins and continues to teach the crowd as they listen to him speaking.
1: Yeah, and he's not got just any pulpit. He has a floating pulpit, That's which is right. kind of exciting. Yeah. And you know, when we're on the Sea of Galilee, we we talk about these miracles and there's three primary ones that we we dig into. The one is the calming of the storm um, and the miracle of, of God in the power over nature of him calming the storms. And we talk about calming the storms of our life. And then the other one is the miracle of the crossing, where Jesus walks on water and commands, Peter, come, come to me. And, and when he takes his eyes off Jesus, he begins to sink And that whole message of, don't take your eyes on Jesus. And then this week, we'll talk about the miracle of the catching of the fish. And you know, all three miracles should dry out our thoughts, should focus on us in on how powerful is our Jesus. You know, I, I don't struggle with thinking that, that God loves me. I, I get that. But sometimes I struggle to say, God, are you really powerful enough to handle this? I don't know why that is. If he really loves me, and I really know that he's powerful, I can wait and see, okay, what are you going to do? Now, Brenda was laughing at me because um, when we do a different podcast, sometimes we say, oh, I'm looking forward to this story, or I was so excited, and Brenda's like, oh,
0: I, I caught a fish once oh yeah you caught I, a fish once but yeah, we're, it was
1: we're, a big fish okay listen we're ready now for some real big fish talk and this is so exciting to me because i don't get to do this often, but, but this is one thing i really do enjoy i love to fish and over the years i've had pl- just experiences with fishing and i won't tell you all the fish tales But I want to tell you something about the Sea of Galilee and fishing because a number of times i would had the joy of meeting a man named Mendel Nunn a middle Nun lived on the Sea of Galilee for over ninety years, and he died in twenty ten. But I had the joy of meeting him a number of times, and he's written books about fishing on the Sea of Galilee. And he explained that there's two main categories or kinds of nets. Now, there's some variations, but stick with me. The one is called a cast net, and it can be operated by one or two men. One man in the boat moving the boat around, the other one casting the net. Thus, the name. It, it, at its fullest, it's about twenty feet around. But the other the bigger net is a drag net, and this net requires at least two teams of men in two different boats. And so when the text said he saw two boats by the lake, and he's talking about these fishermen, they have this bigger kind of drag net, and that's what verse 2 is telling us. And and we're going to see these teams of men have been working hard all night. And what Mendel Noon reminds us is you did that at night because the nets were made out of cotton. The fish could see them during the daytime. So you fished at night. And, and then they're not visible. The cotton isn't visible. And these men are tired and they're discouraged. We're going to find out they've had a bad night of fishing. And Brenda knows when I've had a bad night of fishing or a bad afternoon or a bad morning, I've spent all that time I, it, it's discouraging. That, but it's more than just me going out in a boat and having a good day and maybe getting a couple of fish. This is how they make their living. These guys are pros at this, and they've been skunked. They've not gotten fish, and they've come to shore. They've completed the final processes of, of mending their nets, of washing their nets. They're setting them up to dry. It's been a hard night of work. And now Jesus has some instruction for these fishermen Because they're his disciples. He's been teaching the crowd, but now he's going to teach these fishermen, his disciples. And continuing in verse 4 and verse 5, And when he, Jesus, had finished speaking to the crowd, he says to Simon, Put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, listen to him, Master, we've toiled all night and we took nothing. But at your word, I will let down the nets. And this doesn't seem to make any sense to these experienced fishermen. Um, I had the joy of, of going out with a bass master by the name of Dale Darnell. And Dale um, had won fishing tournaments. He knew exactly what he was doing. He got in the boat. He it gets me to the place. And it's like me saying to Dale, well, Dale, now let me tell you where we should go fishing and let me tell you how we should fish. He was the master of fishing. I just need to shut my mouth and go along with Dale. But Simon, he says... Uh, we've worked all night. Lord, you're not the master fisherman I'm at, but he knows Jesus is different. And he has this key phrase, but at your word, and, and this is just a quick insert that I've experienced over my 45 years of walking with the Lord. Sometimes God asks us to do things that in our minds, in my mind, does not make sense. But here, Simon, Peter's at his best when he was asked to do something that in his mind could have made sense. He says, I'm going to do as you have instructed.
0: And as you say that, well, you know, I I really want to go back to verse 5, where Simon, Simon Peter answers, Master, so he's recognizing that this is a teacher, right? He's he's listening. He's heard about him. Jesus has been walking all around the Sea of Galilee, Master. We toiled all night and took nothing, and and that that phrase that you just pointed at, but at your word I will let down the nets, and I, it just reminds me, um, takes my thoughts to a place of my time with the Lord. Um, sometimes it's reading my Bible um, and and really asking the Lord, you know, what is your word for me today? In other words, it, we have his written word, we have his Holy Spirit dwelling within us. Um, I really love to take a long prayer walk. And, and I, I really like to pray out loud. And often, During those times spent in his word on a prayer walk, I literally will ask the Lord to guide me. Will, will you show me what you have for me here? What, what do you want me to pull out of here? How do you want me to spend this time praying? And I'll go through different situations in my mind, different groups of people. It, and there are times it involves humbly yielding my will to his will, um, confessing my sin, my shortcomings. And, And there's just something about acknowledging that the Lord is leading you, is calling you into that, that time of confession, that time of, Lord, who should I pray for? Praying for others, seeking his wisdom, his insight. When I go into those times, it is, but at your word, at your word, Lord, I will let down the nets. At your word, Lord, I will pray for that person. I I do confess that sin in my life. Well, let's continue now with verse 6 here in Luke's chapter 5. And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish and their nets were breaking. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. Do you remember what Walt just told us? He told us about what that type of net that spreads between the two boats. And yes, that is a dragnet that they're pulling across. We aren't careful. We can jump right over this miracle. We, we, Just run right past those because we don't know much about fishing. And we've missed the fact that this is daytime. Walt mentioned that. And it's not the time when they're supposed to be fishing. But the disciples aren't asking questions about why are there so many fish? But rather they're looking and they're saying, our nets are breaking. This is our valuable commercial fishing boats. They're beginning to sink here in the Sea of Galilee no they're not they're not looking at all of that but rather this is what
1: they respond and you know even as we get here this whole idea of their boats are in danger of sinking there's so many fish which normally would be a joyful experience but these guys especially Simon Peter speaks for the group and and that's what Simon <laughs> Peter did he would speak out sometimes impulsively sometimes well sometimes poorly but at this point Simon Peter gets it and in verse 8, it says this, but when Simon Peter saw it, the nets being full and overflowing, the fish in the boat, so many that's starting to sink. He's never seen anything like this in his whole life. And he's a professional fisherman who grew up here. He gets it. He fell down at Jesus's knees. And he says, depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of the fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. These partners, these fishermen, these guys, that this was their professional life. Their response is falling down, astonishment, worshiping him. And when they do that, they're astonished at the catch. They knew this was way, way more than just a lucky day out fishing. I've had a couple of those lucky days out fishing. But this is way more than that. This is a miracle proclaiming Jesus has the power over fish and over nature. This would have reminded them that Jesus is like Yahweh When he displayed the power in the Old Testament story of Jonah and the great fish, Jesus has the power of God Almighty over fish. And the stories are like, Jesus has the power of of God Almighty over water and wind and waves, just like Moses parting the Red Sea. All these stories we've talked about these last weeks of water and what's going on there. And Peter's response, depart from me. I'm a sinful man. I, I can't read that without remembering Isaiah chapter six, verse five, when Isaiah is given this vision of the holy, holy holy God of the universe. And his response is a little more poetic and a little longer, but it's the same. Woe is me, for I'm ruined, Isaiah says. I'm a man of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. And Isaiah is, is there at, at his feet, just not even daring to look up at God Almighty. Throughout the Bible, when people come face to face with God, the creator of heaven and earth, they're astonished and they fall and they worship as they should and as we should. Yeah, our response when
0: we know that the Lord is present, when he's working, let alone when we we see this amazing miracle as Peter and James and John have witnessed. And, you know, as Peter worships, and the other disciples, and the crowd, the crowd stood in amazement. Remember, they were also watching this. Yes, they were on shore, but it's not that those boats were so far away from them, and those boats did come onto the shore and unload that haul of fish. But Jesus now is going to respond to Peter, and he says, "'Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men.'" And when they'd brought their boats to land, they left everything, and they followed him. You know, when I was a child, one of those early songs I learned in Sunday school, just blessed um, by my mom and dad, they they are Christians, they've walked with the Lord and for years and years. And I was born into um, a home of Christian parents, and they took me to church beginning at the age of 1 week old and so I was in many Sunday school lots of flannel graph for those of you who've seen him and it's your
1: birthday this week so how many years was that ago Brenda <laughs>
0: we're not we're not telling it goes <laughs> oh, okay. it goes the other direction now okay. but You know, the early song, I will make you fishers of men, fishers of men, fishers of men. And you remember you cast your your little uh, pole out. I will make you fishers of men if you follow me. Yeah, that's Jesus. If you follow me, I will make you fishers of men. And that's what happened. Friends, do you see this today? Here's Peter, James, and John. On these two boats, and Jesus asks them to do something that is totally ir- almost irrational against everything they know professionally. And He says, "Put the boat out a little bit, Peter, and I want you to put your nets down." But Lord, we've we've worked all night long, and we didn't catch anything. Don't you see we're discouraged? Don't you realize how tired we are? But at your word, we'll put our nets down. And you know when, when we sense that God's calling us to do something that almost doesn't make sense, that we don't have enough energy left, we've tried everything we possibly know how to do, um, but we sense that the Holy Spirit and God through his written word is calling us and wanting us to do something for him you know it's that that idea of what are our spiritual gifts i i don't necessarily consider that i have a strong spiritual gift of evangelism but god has called me to follow him that means giving all of that i'm able of my abilities talents and gifts to him for his service but then he'll bring people around me that that i'm able to share my personal testimony I can talk about the difference that Jesus has made in my life. And so in that way, I get to share the good news. And it takes us back to where we started tonight, that verse in Psalm 91: I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth, recount, and tell aloud all of your marvelous works and wonderful deeds. Dear Heavenly Father, we praise you for the work that you do even when we doubt, even when we're fearful, even when we're not really sure. But at your word, I will let down my net. And we give you the praise for who you are as a wonderful, almighty God, Savior, and King. And until the next time we meet again, May you continue to walk with God. Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord. Walt and I are thankful for this opportunity to participate with the Awakening in America and outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library.